Check, check. It is uh, Thanksgiving Monday, October 12th. I'm parked in front of uh, Cedarbury Collegiate. Uh, a, son, a school my number two son had the misfortune to attend and uh, somehow get through. I'm uh, going to vote early. It's open today. There's no cars here. There's one car, and I guess that must belong to somebody who works here. The signs are there. It doesn't look like it's open, but I'm heading in uh, just to get it down. Now, when I left my home, I was voting for the NDP, and as I drove by a number of conservative signs, I thought, oh, I better switch to liberal in case it's a tight race. My vote for the NDP was simply... Uh, I felt it was the morally right thing to do to at least give encouragement to that party. I'm sure the Liberals are going to win this riding. They always do. They always have. This is Scarborough Guildwood and uh, John Mackay standing. This is his seventh election, and I think he's a shoo-in. Um, but I thought, gee, there's a number of signs up for somebody conkle. And it just scares me a little that what if it was a close race? I know the NDP won't make it, therefore I better give that extra vote back to the Liberals and say, okay, I mean, I don't have a problem with the Liberals, uh, this particular person's a bit conservative for me, in terms of only because he's not keen on pot, that's all. I interviewed him many years ago on that one issue. Um, on a Dixon James podcast, by the way, long ago. Now, I don't think I can bring my recording device into the... Uh, election place, but, uh, well, maybe I will, and I'll pretend it's, uh, I'll pretend I'm listening to something. Let me just see here. Yeah, got my card. See how it goes. Yeah, there's somebody. Big yellow sign says vote. Let me put this in my pocket. It's a little less conspicuous. Hang on. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Is this it? We open at 12. Pardon me? We open at 12. Oh, at 12? Yes, 12 to 8. The internet's at 8 to... No, no, the the election is from 9.30 to... Yeah, okay, but this is at 12. This is at 12, because it's a pre-poll. Yes, I got that. So you around here? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, so come and get All right, that's fine. Okay, Thank you. I thought it was very quiet. <laughs> yes. It was very busy yesterday. I know. The numbers are up yes. quite a bit. You've got some help, I hope. Oh, no, we have, um, you know, different people doing this, their own thing. Okay, excellent. So how was the, um, how was the, the, the candidates? Well. Who, who, was, who was ahead? I don't know right now. Well, right now, the Liberal Party seems to be in the lead nationally. Uh, and in this writing, of course, John Mackay has been the yeah John Mackay the incumbent he, he for is, quite a while. So he, always, so he always gets back in. He know? has quite a good but chance. I think. Well, I think they're they're out of favor, 
I hope. I don't know. I saw a few blue signs coming in. Makes me nervous. Well, you know, uh, you know, because Trudeau, you know, everybody uh, is, he's on his father's coat table. <laughs> That's right. And he's still a young man. But, and he uh, wants to le um, legalize marijuana. And the young people want, want that too. Well, you know, it would bring a lot of money into the way Colorado and yeah, these other yeah, states and the states about, have so much you know, money. the young children coming up, the teenagers, because, you well, know, they, marijuana is still, they're still, um, um, they're still working on, on it because it's still destroyed. They're from that, they, they go on to have the stronger drugs. And marijuana, because marijuana, yeah. if it's used in a medicinal way, because yes. a lot of medications Yes. Uh, marijuana, you know, for that's common. For yeah. glaucoma and for yeah. other things too. And but when pain. it's not used in the proper way. Yeah. You see, yeah. if they keep smoking it and smoking it and, and especially these big pipes, you know, then it gets into the brain, it can cause cancer. Well, they, they don't want to take too much and they don't want to start too young. And, well, you never know when you, especially you should see them, we, we got here at the school, the kids, them all. Oh, they're I like, know. You know, like they're 16 and they look like 20. I know, no. I know. Well, it's, it's so uh, huge. It, I know. <laughs> it's. I, mean, uh, they, they, I don't know. So some of them just walking. Yeah, I don't know if they're Pretty, <laughs> pretty laid back, I guess. Yeah. Eh? yeah. We came here Friday because Friday um, they were still in school, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So when they come out in the hallway here now, they, they have different supervisors have to keep them walking because they tend to congregate. Yeah, to that's right. You know what they're doing. That's right. Honor, you know. So they have uh, monitors keep saying, get moving, moving until, and then for them to go back to the class. Because they hang out here, the monitors don't just hang out. Yeah, yeah, they hang out in the hallway. They, it's a huge place. They don't look like high school kids, do they? No, they, I tell you, the kids are so cute. You're well, 16 and they look like in the 20s. You, you know what I think we need to bring back is uniforms, school uniforms, and, like in lots and, of other countries. Yeah, oh, a dress code, but a uniform, yeah, very simple, but keep it cheap. You see the dressing, the girls, uh, like it's not too cold, and they have the, uh, the midriff yeah. the thing in the, in the stomach yeah. here. And, you know, oh, Get the boys all excited, and then who can study? <laughs> but you see, it's, it's a political thing because that means the stores don't get to make no sales. That's right. <laughs> you know, if you see the expensive things for the children, that's right. Yeah, they don't want the uniform. They want to sell the clothes. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. I'll see you at noon. Thank you, you too. Thanks for the good work. Bye bye now. <laughs> well. Sorry about some of that background hum and so on. That was a little interesting aside. I was just on the edge of telling her that I had been smoking marijuana for 50 years. And I thought, why? <laughs> why do that? Why do that? You know, it, it, she's not the person I have to. Uh, there's no way I'm going to convince her of anything. But it's kind of funny that somebody who would be at the <laughs> working at the advanced polls asking me who's leading and uh, yeah, John, you know, the local guy, he's always been in, he's going to win kind of thing. Well, that was bizarre. That was bizarre. I'm glad I took you along. I wasn't expecting that at all. Holy shit, eh? Whew. All right, well, I'll come back at noon. It's only... Uh, Quarter to 11 now. Oh, I thought it was a little suspicious. But, uh, yeah. I think I'll go off to park. It's an absolutely beautiful day. And uh, asked my dear wife if she wanted to go for a drive. She said, where? I said, well, out in the country somewhere. 
and she wasn't so sure. So I've just made myself a wonderful breakfast of scrambled eggs, you know, cheese, bacon, ham, toast, and thick, heavy, strong black coffee. I love it. I like doing breakfast. I like getting up when the house is quiet. But um, I had the cat on my lap for quite a while, and that's always just, you know, the little paw over your arm, and it's just such a pleasant, pleasant thing. I'm so happy to have a, a pussy cat, too. All right, we got to go. Got to get back to uh, finishing off the last who's left or what's left. Talking, I, I wanted to say that there is a... <laughs> There is a okay, yeah, and I'm I'm not going to give him this benefit of the doubt. Yes. <laughs> okay, but if that was couched in, there is no opportunity for native people. Yeah. Uh, there, they have no prospects, nothing to look forward to. They have no jobs. They have. If you said it that way, and then said, and we have to find a way to solve these things because those are the root causes of things like violence and crime. I okay. think that would right. be great if he said that. That's not what he said. No. That's the problem. He, he said they don't have said, jobs. There's a kernel of truth there. I remember, but All right. that's not how he couched it. It's All the right. same thing. I remember. <clears throat> okay. Uh, All right. All right. Just, you go Bush listen to uh, second, these guys. Saying that the whole Palestinian oh. thing uh, over there, you know, which I think is how he described it, would be solved if, you know, Palestinians just had jobs. Yeah, that probably would help, but okay. that's not the all right, all right, all right. Fading out, back to you soon. Bye for now. We'll never see that with this government, and if this government gets in with another majority, it will be all secret to the time that they sign it. There will be no consultation among the people of of, of Canada. This is not this government's uh, M.O. at all. Uh, and, and another fellow talked about pulp mills and the tariffs we pay on pulp mills. Well, north of me, a lot of the pulp mills are owned or controlled by the Chinese already. So they've already, already got a control of, again, another raw material. That's the only people I see benefiting from this is the export of more of our raw resources. Okay. Well, Gary, thank you so that much. That was a, a great call. You're listening and, to Cross uh, Country uh, in an Hour. Highlights this is um, to do with the new agreement that Harper just signed, this Trans-Pacific Trade uh, which only the NDP is calling into question, and the uh, liberals will probably just go along with it as they always do. And it's a factor in this election, and it's one more reason why I've just changed my mind again, and on principle I'm voting NDP. So I'm back at Cedarbury Collegiate to uh, to go in and vote. I don't think I can bring this in this time. I'm not wearing a shirt, so this is going to be openly displayed. Oh, let me get out anyway walk towards it. I've... Uh, it's uh, quite a few cars, which is good to see. This is still an advanced poll. Uh, but yeah, holding it in my hand like this, walking in, somebody's going to stop me from doing that. So, um, that's it. I'll, I'll put it in my pocket and we'll see what happens. That's a whole different ballgame. Doctors have done studies in England to show that there is uh, such a high uh, a percentage of rickets in women who, who wear niqab because of the lack of uh, vitamin D. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, for all these reasons, I believe that there should be a law that says we have to show your face. And whoever it is, 
whatever kind of a face covering they're wearing. You know, the argument has been that people wear ski masks or they wear, you know, in, in winter. People cover their faces, their yes. Face. People, people do cover faces for all kinds of different reasons and at different yes, times of year. Yes, yes, they do. But what about this question of accommodation? When you say that, uh, you know, when it comes to an airport, there isn't always a woman available. Yes. That's a really easy thing to sort out. That's really, really simple. Aren't we a, a nation that is so great at being able to accommodate all sorts of things? Many would say that is what has made Canada great, the fact that we can accommodate so many different oh, things. Having, having a female present in an airport would seem to me to be one of the simplest. It's not just females. You have to, there isn't always a female available because people are not hired on the basis of their gender. And that's what Canada is about. It's about gender equality. And so you go to a particular place, you're scrambling around, and it has happened more than once uh, for me to know that it is problematic. There isn't always a female available yet. They're going to hire as many males or females, so therefore this gender disparity is going to start right there, that we must have uh, women in all these places. It's not just one place. It's the airport. It's, uh, you know, as the, the, as the lady just mentioned, the police force. So, you know, that somebody stops a person who has had an accident and they need to see their identity. So they're going to wait there and they're going to call in for a female policewoman. There is accommodation and then there okay. is a over-accommodation. We probably don't need to hear too much more of cross-country checkup, but again, this is uh, related to our election. That is sort of a uh, niqab-related uh, story. Um, I've just had the most interesting experience. I have just voted. I think I told you who I was going to vote for. I don't think I need to follow it up by telling you who I actually did vote for. <sighs> but... It was an interesting experience. There was a lineup. There was only one table where you got came in to show your ID and only one ballot box. This is an advance poll, of course, the last day of an advance poll. And at any given time, as I went in, there were at least 20 people waiting in the hallway in chair, on chairs, which was nice. A lot of elderly people. But what I found interesting, at most 10% of the people in that line, probably less than 10%, were actually white people like myself. Now, I'm not making a, a value judgment. I'm just saying this is a reflection of where I live uh, here in uh, Scarborough. And uh, I found that interesting that these people were very keen to get out and vote. And it wasn't just, oh, gee, they're all Tamils. No, this was from India, from the, the, the Middle East, from... Uh, the islands maybe originally could have been many. No, they were elderly. They were not Canadian-born. Uh, I guess there was a senior's home nearby. Uh, it was just it was interesting. I, I kind of liked it in, in this mix. Wow, all these people are exercising their democratic right to vote. Now, what made me curious when I saw four uh, Indian grandmothers was, I, I just assumed they're all going to vote for the same person, but who would that be? Which party? And who advised them? Now, I'm not getting at anything nefarious here and saying, oh, no, you're saying that all these people are controlled. I'm not saying that. But I'm guessing for a lot of these people, they would get their information from the same source and maybe voting in similar ways. I, I can't picture these four grandmothers... Um, getting into a debate with each other 
No, you're gonna you're gonna vote for Harper on this thing. You're crazy. You know what? You know he just signed the TPP, and then the other person's saying, "Well, wait a minute now." Well, I'm not in favor of the NECAB, and and then somebody else, something else. I I don't know. <coughs> These are, this is the kind of thing where I almost feel the the political correct times, that sense of the political correct times we live in, that. Whatever I say, just the fact that I pointed out the difference between the white people and all the other people in that line uh, could get people wanting to accuse me of something, of some kind of prejudice or bias. And fuck you. Fuck you. That's not what I mean at all. Whoever you are, if there is such a person judging me right now, I find it interesting. I'm living in a new world from the world that I lived in when I was a younger man in Western Lachine. White, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, everybody going to the local, you know, Lachine High School who had similar amounts of money in their father's bank accounts pretty well. And uh, just, you know, watched the same TV shows and just came from the same old stock. Uh, and here we are in a new world, in a new life for me, you know, as married to an immigrant who is a non-Canadian citizen living in Scarborough, uh, and it, it was neat that it, it was orderly, that people were smiling. There was an, a, an, a man who brought in his mother, I guess, um, who was elderly, wearing a headscarf and everything else, and as we had to move chairs, as the line moved up, they wanted chairs for the others who just joined the line, and they kept asking us, move down, move down. She had a cane, and it was hard, so kindly, one of the ladies made sure anybody with a cane got a seat, which was nice. Nobody argued. But I would hold the chair as this lady, elderly lady, would get up and move to the chair beside. I'd just sort of reach over, maybe just make sure the, the chair was steady, it didn't go back. And I got the most beautiful smile from the sun, uh, just looking at me for, for being kind enough to care about his age and money. Just, I just did a little Canadian thing. Hold the chair, make sure it doesn't slip. Or just, you know, acknowledge the person is, is might have trouble sitting down. And it was it was just a thing of beauty. It, it really was. And I guess there are people, white people, who might have joined that line and thought, what the fuck are all these immigrants doing here? How do they get to vote? You know, there there are people like that. Um, it also gave me a really strong sense of, wow, there are parts of small-town Ontario, small-town Canada, where there are not many visible minorities. I was clearly the, the visible minority here. There are towns where visible minorities mean just what we take it to mean. Oh, Asian-looking or black or, you know, Aboriginal or from, you know, brown-skinned people. Um... And they may have their, and probably many of them do have their biases, and would be Harper supporters. He's got that core vote. Uh, I guess, is, is there any point to this? I, I don't think so, other than uh, I'm glad I went early. I'm glad I just I sat there, and I'm glad I just observed the crowd, and it made me sort of proud of Canada. That, yes, everybody here has got their voting card, and they're going in, and... The people checking everything else were, you know, it wasn't the old days of just the white guy sitting in the chairs and decide who can vote. Uh, this was uh, something quite different and uh, in its own way quite wonderful. 
and especially the fact that these people are getting out to vote. And that means if you are a Canadian citizen and you're not voting, you fuckhead, you stupid, ignorant person. Uh-oh. I don't think my own son is going to bother to vote. I checked. His name's on the list. I just don't think he's going to bother. We get into arguments about politics, and, and I keep accusing him. I just say, all right, I'm not talking anymore because you're just provoking me. And uh, I don't know that he is, but I, I find I'm ending an awful lot of conversations that way. All right, I'm just I'm not going to talk about this anymore. It's just it's just making me angry, uh, and that uh, could be the difference between youth and their parents. Uh, maybe the same way I uh, would have had many differences of opinion with my own father. So anyway, it's Thanksgiving, and this I suppose Thanksgiving uh, for having being able to vote without guns being present and. Uh, uh, in a system that seems it's going to be very difficult to cheat. Uh, and as one of my students wrote in their essay, one of the things that they didn't like, they hate it when in their home country, India, privileged people or important people or famous people or movie stars can just cut through any line, come in, do vote or buy or do whatever it is they need to do and come out instantly while everybody else, the lower people, have to wait. And that bothered them. And I was really glad to see that person raise such a such a point and uh, there was certainly no privilege here of uh, hey I'm white and I've lived here 20 years let me in <laughs> we need a new leader 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 we need a new leader
check, check. Checking in. It's uh, Thursday, about 10 to 11. Uh, oh, I don't know, December. <laughs> Sorry. October. Somewhere here. I know because uh, my wife leaves tomorrow. For Japan, it's the 15th today. And uh, I'm sitting in a parking lot uh, at my local Shoppers Drug Mart, Royal Bank, and in particular, I parked right beside the Paperback Exchange. I drove up to get my copy of um, We Stand on Guard, issue number two. I've got issue number one, thanks to uh, Brent, the Closet Geek, formerly of Gappage. And uh, I've got issue number three, but number two is sold out. And I've checked a few times. I mean, I've got to have it. You know, I haven't even read all of number one yet, but it's one of those things I had to have. It was painful. I went down to my library today. I've got my good library of Kerouac, Henry Miller, Timothy Leary. Then I've got another section of just the Beatles and rock stuff. And then a lot of the esoteric stuff, you know, the secret life of plants and mind in the water and stuff from the 60s that I had when it first came out. Future Shock, Albert Toffler, I think. This was big stuff. The Greening of America. This was huge when it came out. These were your number one. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, looking into the future. And I, I got those way back, early 70s. So that's that library. Then in a hallway, I've got another eight shelves. Well, no, two shelves high, but four across, five across of other books, like what you'd call, well, no, I guess a lot of novels, all my science fiction books, a lot of other Japan history books, and stuff that uh, I know I can get rid of. There's a lot of Mordecai Richter there, you know, some hard-to-find copies, early editions, uh, paperback, it's all paperback, and that stuff I know... I should part with. That's not in the keeper collection. But I know if I go through them one by one, I'm going to say, "Oh man, you can't, you can't get rid of that." And it's it it worries me just a little. Like, when can I let go of them? When will I be free of my possessions? And for somebody who's a pack rat, uh, it's going to be a very, very hard point in my life. And it's something that it scares my wife because she doesn't want to be cursed with all the crap I leave behind. Uh, I know my number one son, uh, the one who's in Australia right now, and we'll meet his mother on Saturday when she arrives, uh, will say, oh, I'll, I'll keep it, save it, save it, for quite a bit of them. I mean, I've got my old car magazines from the 60s, the road and tracks, the car and driver. Uh, what about those, you know? And then a bunch of other just oddball magazines that are, oh, these are kind of cool that somebody in the future would love. So either it needs to, you know, I need to set up my own dad's shop. And let people just come in and look and buy the stuff. That's something I've thought about a lot. By invitation only. I I remember on previous Dixon Jane's episodes, I used to say, well, I'll raffle, won't raffle it off, but I'll put bids up. I'll put it up. I'll put a picture up. Not on eBay, but on one of my own websites, I guess. And say, look, you could have the matching set of Sapporo mugs that I bought in Sapporo, Japan, when I went on a company trip. They're beautiful. It's blue with gold lettering. Uh, the his and hers, because the hers is always a little bit smaller than the his. Mint condition hanging up on my bar. Like, who wouldn't want those or, or to give those a gift? Do you know that these, I got the certificate right here. These belong to the Scarborough dude, bought in, you know, whatever year in Japan. 
uh, you know, and go around and actually categorize, catalog all this stuff, or bring somebody in to do that. And of course, some of you are thinking, you big fucking asshole, who the fuck are you? You're a nobody. What do you, you, why are you attaching all this importance to your personal trivia, to all the little things in your life? And I'm saying, eh, don't be so fast, you know. I'm leaving a trail, I'm leaving a history here. And surely history, even personal history, is of some value. <sighs> anyway, that's what brings me to the paperback exchange to start up this one. Of course, I'm going to have to get issue number four, five, and six, and so on. Keep me, keep me posted. Um, a lot of hardcover books that I'll just get rid of, like you know, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. So I, I don't know what to do. But let, let's park that because it just, it's a burden when I start thinking about it, and uh, I'm hoping something good, something right will come of all of this. Maybe just, you know, a free-for-all at my funeral. Help yourself, you know, people who know me. You know, Mark Blevis out there, who we don't see anymore on uh, on the interwebs uh, because he's just so busy, I think, with the federal election. And I guess Mark, because of his line of business, he probably has to appear a little bit neutral and can't come out and say, oh, fuck, get rid of Harper. You know, he'd probably lose a lot of business. And if he went in... And appeared at all to be pro harp or even neutral, he might risk the wrath, the wrath of his uh, friendships, you know. So uh, anyway, I, I just, I just uh, sent Mark a little message. Welcome back when the election's over. We hope to hear from you again. Um, so the reason I'm here now, it opens at eleven. It's just a little bit shy of that. Um, I couldn't leave the house. And just come and pick up a comic. And the fact is, our toilet hasn't been working for uh, over a day. It's just simply the chain broke, the chain that attaches the flapper. You know, you you, you push the flush lever and uh, the chain pulls up the flapper and uh, the water drains and then it goes down and tank fills again. Very simple operation, very primitive. Uh, and I could have made a chain of some kind. It's got to be, a, it can't be, you know, it can't be a string. It's got to be something that's tight and then loose. Uh, so I thought, all right, then I could just buy a chain and hook it up. But instead I went to, it was like $3 and 50 cents or something for a chain or $7. No, actually, yeah, less than that for the whole flapper and chain, a whole new flapper, the little rubber thing that, you know, close, opens and closes the, uh, the water flow. So I did that and this way I can feel a little better. Okay. I've, j- I've done something productive now. And the question is, when do I put it in, or do I just assign it to my number two son, who's at home in bed? Uh, He's the one who lets the cat out at five and lets her back in at seven or eight, while the rest of us are still in bed. Um, But of course, that means he gets to sleep in all day because he's done his job. Um, Do I assign it to him and say, look, you fix this up. It'll be good for you. Do something. Uh, That's not exactly sharing a job. It's more assigning a job, but is it really a job two people need to do together? I don't think so. It's not a heavy-duty one. So we'll uh, we'll uh, figure that one out later. At least I've got the part. Just like I've got the carbon monoxide detector, I bought that two months ago. That's still sitting in a basket beside my armchair. Uh, hasn't been opened yet. Hasn't been installed. Should be. Should be. 
Uh, my wife said, you know, there's um, a couple of things with the dryer. There's a, you know, you, you've got a vent from the dryer, and it's these big old-fashioned like stovepipes. You know, these aluminum stacks that come out of the dryer, the exhaust, and then go out a hole in your brick basement wall uh, to vent. And they've never been attached properly at all, and so the lint goes everywhere, and uh, it just isn't working quite right. And she's gone in there behind the machines and taped and attached uh, hankies and things, and that would be a good job for me to do while she's away, too, to sort of say, hey, hey, honey, don't worry, I'll take care of that. I mean, that would be a wonderful thing, you know, but... uh, it uh, ain't likely to happen. Well, yeah, no, whoa, whoa, what am I saying? It ain't likely to happen. I was just going to put on the news, see if you wanted to hear anything on the uh, the news. ...openly and in full accordance with the rules. Now, Dan Gagne has a connection... Yeah, we don't want to do that. It's more election shit. Uh, the only big news here, of course, is the, uh, the Blue Jays winning last night. I watched that game, Game 5 in Toronto. What a game to catch. That was amazing. Best game I've ever watched. I mean... Wildest, craziest. When when the um, uh, Texas stole uh, home plate, he ran on that ball that the you know what I'm talking about. When the batter, the catcher threw the ball, hit the bat, bounced off. The ball's in play. It's live. He slides home. Wow, they're ahead three to two. The fans go nuts. Throw garbage on the field. You idiots! Come on, don't be throwing cans now. Here's the thing. Oh, okay, now, I haven't maybe annoyed enough people, but I'm going to annoy you with this. One of the fans threw a beer can. All right, you don't do that, hey? Idiots. Idiots. And you could be ejected. You know, hey, if they catch the guy red-handed, hey, you're out. But a lot of people did. They're never going to catch them all. It's not possible. Anyway, apparently, there's a couple of mothers in the front row with infants or babies. And there was this worry, oh, my God, baby got hit in the head with a can. You know, that could cause brain damage. Well, it could have. If the baby caught full force, you know, in a soft baby skull with a can, Jesus, if you catch the guy out, man, and and charge him, you know, public mischief is what they did charge him with. They did catch the guy. But it turns out it was only foam. The baby got sprayed with foam. Well, lucky for that baby, he's got a story the rest of his life. But my feeling was, why is a mother holding an infant in row one? Of this game, who is she? Like, there's got to be somebody with a lot of money behind her. And yeah, no, don't don't get on me. He goes, okay, and you're just gonna bitch about the rich people. But in the old days, in the days of my parents, you wouldn't bring a baby to a ball game if you're lucky enough to. Well, of course, then again, you'd say, yeah, well, the women wouldn't get to go anyway. It'd just be the men. So there goes my argument. But I don't know. I, you know. A kid, wow, most exciting day of his life. Bring a kid for sure. But an infant, a kid who's sleeping and crying and shitting his diaper, like, what? I don't get it. Like, if you got enough money to buy a front row seat for the fucking Blue Jays game, playoffs games, surely you can afford a housekeeper or a babysitter or somebody for that. And people will say what you want, but what the hell? You know, this is, in Scarborough dude tradition, I'm saying what I feel. That, that's my feeling. And I guess... I think sometimes uh, it's like when um, there was a very good post, a political post up uh, by the captain, you know, of the former captain of Greenpeace and so on. I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to screw it all up, except that he said, 
And we're talking about cultures and Canadian culture. And he's saying our culture is multicultural, multicultural. But he was going back to all the other cultures because of this is to do with something Harper had said. Uh, and said First Nations people have a culture. And he's making it seem like a lot of people do, like there's this one universal culture that applied to all Native people. Well, I can, I'm willing to bet the Iroquois, the Algonquin, the Apache, never met the Inuit, never met the um, Haida, never met the West Coast Indians, who grew up in completely different environment, different climate, different circumstances, affected by different conditions altogether. And you can't tell me there was a culture. What a ridiculous thing to say. There were many, many, many cultures of different tribes, different peoples, different times, different places. And this idea that, you know, what's left now that the Europeans have come in and destroyed them, and this is true, you can't go back in history. You can't continue to apologize and say, oh, well, if only we hadn't done that, if only we had not sent over the missionaries and the the soldiers and if only the Spanish had not sent over the conquistadors because that's history. You know, if only this group of cavemen or Neanderthals didn't fight this group and all the things. There is no going back. There is making good like we've done with internment of the Japanese uh, during World War II, I'm always afraid I'm going to say internment in the sense of burying them, and they didn't bury them, they put them in camps. Uh, the thing, the genocide that the Turks won't admit to against the Armenians. All these things, you know, Hitler reigned, but the Germans have come clean with. All the things in history that can't be undone, but can be recognized. Um, putting a bounty... On the Beotuk, I guess that was the uh, the tribe in, in Nova Scotia or New, maybe Newfoundland, who were all killed. I mean, they're gone, you know. They're just bringing their scalps, so they're just the enemy. And this, the evils of the past can't all rest on the shoulders of the present. I heard somebody who I know well say that, something about our white man's guilt. And I don't feel it. I feel I'm part of making a good Canada. I'm, feel, I'm part of trying my best to make this a better world, of bringing up my children to be good people. Not just good citizens, good people, good humans with good values who will do right, who will make this a better world in whatever way they can. And that's important. So enough of this, you know, the evils done by our forefathers. And uh, this this political correctness and the rewriting of history, the whitewashing of history, maybe is it, of uh, uh, revisionism to try to put out this image that everything was peaceful and wonderful here on earth before the white men came. Fuck you, it wasn't. Tribes, there was slavery, there was torture, there was killing, there was brutality. There was just a whole lot of horrendous things going on in tribes fighting other tribes and warrior tribes fighting peaceful tribes and, and all that went on. There was always war between tribes. And don't ever try and tell me everybody was at one with nature and there was perfect harmony and bliss on this planet, on this North American continent. Fuck you, it never existed. 
maybe within some tribes, yes, at some times, there was peace and harmony and goodness and love and kindness and generosity and sharing and wonderful values that we would respect and wish we had more of now. Yes, yes, yes. It did exist in these pockets, but it wasn't this one universal, harmonious culture. All right, end of rant. I'm done. I got to go buy my comic. They're open now. See you later. Bye for now. Scarborough dude. You! Can baby Sally Scarborough dude take your pick? Bye for now. <laughs>